0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of My Spouse Made Me Watch It, the show where we make our spouse watch something they've never seen before. I am Katie, a spouse.
1: I am Justin, also a spouse.
0: And you're catching us on a special bonus episode. Uh, So we, like many of the rest of you, are still in quarantine. Now that we've got some extra time, we decide to go ahead and continue our special Corona-sodes and follow up the Avatar The Last Airbender edition with a special Legend of Korra edition. I know you have all been waiting for it. Justin, I know you're a little bit upset because in trying to find this on Amazon Prime, uh, you saw the uh, summary (laughs) statement of episode 1 and now you feel a little bit spoiled so mm-hmm. i'm i'm
1: sorry it was a sacrifice i shouldn't have been the one looking but that one's that's on me listeners you should know that justin is very
0: committed to not getting any uh spoilers um even when we were watching avatar you know the memes would pop up as he was scrolling through reddit and he would like immediately close out if it looked like it was something that would spoil him on the final season of avatar have you have you come across any wild avatar memes lately that you've been able to look at now that you have finished
1: uh yes what was that one hold on let me see i think i saved it do you remember
0: when the solar eclipse happened a couple of years ago Mm-hmm. Did you remember seeing all the memes about like all y'all firebenders better watch out? It's the day of Black Sun out here. I don't really remember that. Mm. I was working at a high school at the time, so <laughs> maybe why I came across a lot more of the memeage. <laughs> so since this is a uh, visual, pl- I mean, uh, since this is an audio platform, I will describe what Justin just showed me. It was a meme about the uh, UFO footage that was released last week that nobody cared about because we're in the middle of a global pandemic. Uh, But somebody had like zoomed in on it and put an oppa over it. They're like, wait a minute. That UFO looks suspiciously like an oppa.
1: Yeah. I was very, I was very excited because I definitely came across one on the day that, we had just finished watching them, and I was really excited because I also would only have got it. I would have only understood it having seen the finale.
0: Uh huh.
1: Um, so it had something to do with the finale, and now I can't find it. I can't, I can't remember, remember it. what it was.
0: I came across one. I've been seeing a few more wild ones lately uh, because it's coming to Netflix. Seems like like the memers are out. Uh, And I saw one, I should have saved it for you because it brought together one of your favorite things and Avatar. And Mm. that is Michael C. from that one season of Project Runway.
1: What a mashup. Yes,
0: it was him in the like, confessional booth where it's like see it was uh, let me see if I can remember it was like season one Aang thinking he's gonna hang out with his friends and have a good time and it was like Michael C you know being Michael C just being you know a little cutie there for a good time Mm -hmm. hopefully a long time but he doesn't know and then it was like Aang in book three and it was that one where uh, they where he couldn't drape a dress and you know that was Michael C's thing Uh like always doing the draping and he just like looks at the confessional camera and is like I'm (laughs) <laughs> it's like this uh, this is a meme that justin would find delightful
1: <laughs> yeah just that that special context that memes can do where it just really hits on very specific individual people
0: people who have seen avatar and people who really love michael c from that one season of project runway that was
1: like in retrospect that, retro spec, best that was project by far runway. the best season of project runway Yeah,
0: if you're a Project Runway fan, it's the one that had... um, Mondo. Mondo was the winner that season. No, he wasn't
1: the winner. Oh, yes, yes, he
0: wasn't the winner. I think I forgot he wasn't the winner because he's definitely been the most successful (laughs) uh, coming out that season. Gretchen was the winner. Uh, Mondo, was he the runner-up?
1: I think so. I think it was him, Michael C., Gretchen, and michael the, c the was the hawaiian one. guy oh he's the hawaiian the guy four.
0: michael c was the one who didn't actually get to he made to like the finale where he made the collection but he didn't actually get to show at fashion week mm. And it was so crushing but anyway that season really took us on a journey of the the friendship yeah, between michael c that was c the and most Mondo. fun
1: season by far
0: best characters <laughs> <laughs> anyway all right so we are going to jump in to legend of cora justin What do you know about Legend of Korra now that you've accidentally spoiled yourself just a teeny tiny bit? And then tiny bit, I would have.
1: It's something that I'm led to believe you would have guessed. Would have known that I would have known immediately as soon as the episode starts. Mm -hmm. But it's not anything that hides anything from you past the first few seconds of the Mm -hmm. first few minutes of the first episode. But I hope you get better predictions. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know going in what it would be about or like where in life the character is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, All right, well, let's go for it. What What do
1: you know? Beforehand, when I thought about Korra <clears throat> and based on previous conversations, um, before knowing the finale of Avatar, I thought Aang must die and Korra picks up relatively soon afterwards and maybe like Katara and Sokka and Zuko are all still alive Mm -hmm. that's why I was thinking that it the direction it might go knowing what we know now that Aang survived um with and is presumably with Katara is Korra their daughter is that a prediction
0: (laughs) You can make your predictions whatever you want your predictions I'm gonna to say be. say
1: no. That seems a little too on the nose. Okay. I'm going to say no. But I have seen a picture of Cora. She looks very southern water tribe. So I'm guessing southern water tribe. Okay. Not a bog bender. Not a northern. Not
0: one of those bougie northern water
1: benders. Yeah. Huh. So I know that so i'm gonna i'm gonna guess that ang lived a long life okay and it's a significant jump forward into the future okay like
0: like how many like, roughly how many generations we talking
1: how many generations yeah i assume she's the next avatar so that'd be one generation
0: one generation of avatar but there's like avatar kiyoshi who was alive
1: for like 300 years how would you even know that does this explain that? Is that another thing that you just have to know things outside of the what's no. explained in the show
0: <laughs> no i mean that's not it's you don't need to know that but I, I think it's roughly met it's mentioned at some point in the show that avatar kiyoshi lived for a really long time i'm just like trying to gauge okay, but, like how much time you but think like has roku
1: passed. apparently was the same age as like a normal old person yeah like him mm-hmm. and the fire lord both aged together mm-hmm. so i'm assuming that like ang lived a normal adult human span life died and Korra was born mm-hmm. so that is what my okay assumption is let me see if i just made that up
0: no idea. okay that is briefly mentioned apparently in the show that which one's Kyoshi? avatar kiyoshi the earth one that the with the fans with the fans the islands named after 230 years and i believe it's mentioned in the episode where they go to that weird little the island that has the weird little museum for things but yes yep. aside from avatar kiyoshi it seems like most of them are living normal human lifespans
1: again i would like some explanation in world as to why that would be the case you don't get one. <laughs> um, put that on the wish list for the Cora Netflix show. <laughs> okay. So the part that was spoiled for me uh, accidentally is... I'm going to say that any characters that exist, Aang is the only one that is impossible to be in this show. Mm-hmm. Um, unless they have some sort of like way of of over what you might call it, like uh, retconning how it works mm-hmm. in order to have like Aang be Korra's dad, you know, like, but that would like now you since you were born, you're the new avatar, like mm-hmm. you know. Um, which I would not like that. Would not be down for that. So, uh, I'm going to say anybody that is still alive is super old. I'm going to say the three most likely in order are uh, Zuko most likely. Okay. Um, and then katara than sokka so most likely to least likely to still be alive i'd be surprised if all three of them were still alive um because again i think it's a significant jump ahead so i'm i'm saying like it wouldn't be surprised surprising to me if like zuko is the boomy of the fire nation it's like (laughs) how how are you still alive Uh you're literally like 120 years old Uh and you're for some reason incredibly ripped Goals. (laughs) goals <laughs> he's got that corona fit i was gonna say maybe he was in quarantine right before it <laughs> so unless lifespans are just longer
0: in the world of avatar i guess they could be we don't have any evidence to the contrary
1: and we do know that one avatar lived to be 230 years old <laughs> which is suspicious
0: all right so you're killing off Toph then as well as Ang. From well, the original game.
1: Yeah. I, okay. I'm just saying that Aang is the most, like there's no mm-hmm. way for Aang to be alive. And then <clears throat> without something that I would really dislike. <laughs> and uh that it feels like just f- pulling from now being able to enjoy some Avatar memes and the zeitgeist of like hearing people talk about Avatar. Mm-hmm. It feels like, in retrospect, Zuko is a very liked character. People so,
0: love Zuko. So,
1: <laughs> if you are... Yeah, almost every meme is Wait, Zuko. Wait, are you
0: going for an old age Zutara?
1: No. You no. want
0: like an Aang dies <laughs> No,
1: no, no, no. In no. their
0: old age?
1: <laughs> no, I'm Zmei all the way.
0: <laughs> Me too.
1: <laughs> or would it be Muko? <laughs> um no what i'm saying is that like it seems like potentially having somebody still alive which i think there's probably a better chance than not that Mm -hmm. none of them are alive but that they maybe get talked about Mm -hmm. generally you're saying that's the the
0: one if they're wanting to do some old person fan service yes the one exactly fans
1: want to see (laughs) exactly just like an old zuko having lived a long life like mm-hmm. i think that that would be the fan service most
0: do you have any desire to see an old zuko or an old katara or an old Sokka? any of these three that
1: you named so the only situation where i'd be interested in that is that season starts and like i know that this isn't the case because again i spoiled something <laughs> for myself but um But it would be the scenario where, like, season starts, uh, Aang is in the middle of a battle, Mm -hmm. and Aang dies, Mm -hmm. and it starts with, like, an adult Aang dying, Mm -hmm. and then, like, everybody else is still alive, and now they're going to try to find the Avatar, Mm -hmm. you know? I, I would be in for something like that. Yeah, but I don't think that that's the mm-hmm. story. <laughs> but that sounds like a cool story of like yeah. like even though
0: You're pitching him a graphic novel idea. Yeah,
1: <laughs> even though I feel like there's nothing without Aang in the in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm interested to see how Cora feels without an Aang. because mm-hmm. I feel like if it if the show didn't have Aang, I would have been not very interested early on
0: interesting so how much angness are you expecting cora to have herself yes and she is the reincarnation
1: i think she'll be a little bit more katara-y okay that'd be my guess all right um so the part that i spoiled for myself is the first line of the description of the episode was having mastered water bending <laughs> earth bending and fire bending and then it was like comma next line I was like, well probably shouldn't read any further <laughs> totally just spoiled where at in the avatar journey she is <laughs> and gave me some pretty good ideas of like what could she be trying to do in mm-hmm. world yeah so. Which leads me on to my predictions that I'm pretty sure are right. All right. A huge portion of the story is centered around how do you learn airbending when the airbenders are all dead? That is the downside to genocide. Whole, whole culture. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Lost in a sacred ability. Gone.
1: Yeah. So um, now, maybe... Ang and Katara had kids, and a few of them are, like, tattooed blue-eyed brown-skinned babies. <laughs> kind of a Is that what hybrid. hoping our kids look like? That is. <laughs> uh, kind of a hybrid of, uh, like, a water tribe and air tribe, and then mm-hmm. maybe the, there's, like, a little bit of a revival of air tribe through his lineage. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe after many, many generations of, like, them not intermarrying obviously because genetics and morals that like maybe maybe (laughs) maybe hundreds of years from now like they will there will be like something that is the air tribe Mm -hmm. you know
0: that's true and that would be the first uh interbending spawning that we've seen thus far in the show if that is true
1: that would be pretty exciting okay what else um i don't actually know if i have any other predictions that i feel confident about uh okay i say i say a core another another of like a a core four type of thing like four core characters. Well,
0: let's pause there. And
1: animal companions.
0: Oh, an animal companion. What do you think Cora's animal companion will be?
1: What are the water tribe... They're, they don't have badger moles or dragons or bison. What do they have? The weird little penguins? Oh my
0: goodness. I would love it so much if she had one of those penguins. <laughs>
1: the... <laughs> Sorry. so i'm guessing it's a no i can't hold it in that it's not right
0: because i started just imagining it and i loved it
1: guessing that's a no
0: all right so i'm gonna pull up for you um since we did do this with the
1: other their show also so cora must be like 16 then it would be my guess oh based on when R- Roku was told, when Aang was uh-huh. going to be told. Um, but also, I have some questions as to who told her, and I'd like to know. Like, how did they know? Because the Water Tribe seems like the worst of all of the tribes mm-hmm. to be born into to then, like, be the Avatar, because you don't really have, like, any structure of, like, benders, especially in the Southern Yeah, water in the tribe. South, they've been. like, Well, it just, just, like like there's like these fire temples with fire benders and like, it makes sense that they're the ones looking for the signs for the avatar Mm -hmm. air in the air temple. Like there's just like seemingly some hierarchical Uh system of like gurus Mm -hmm. that would be able to identify the avatar. And even in the, the earth kingdom has like clear, clearly lots of hierarchical systems and Mm -hmm. there doesn't seem to be a lot of that in the water tribe in mm-hmm. particular
0: particularly in the south the, particularly n- the north in the has south. a little bit more of a yeah but of the like
1: chief and yeah i so i guess maybe the chief just decides but like it yeah just it does feel a little bit like um like they don't i guess the earth kingdom it falls a little bit in that direction too maybe midway between the other two and the water tribe but, like, it feels like the water tribe is the one that has the least, they don't have, like, a shaman. They don't have, like, mm-hmm. a, a religious seer mm-hmm. that can, like, divine yeah. who is what, you know. And for all of the societal structure of the Earth Kingdom, they also seem mm-hmm. to lack, like, a clear religious, mm-hmm. like, side of their bending, that would be again filling that function where Mm -hmm. where in the air and fire it's like clear who Uh identifies and how and like you can fill in Mm -hmm. those gaps
0: so do i want to tell you this no no okay never mind i won't help go back to it later all right so i am going to give you unless
1: the moon lady is just like that one did you hear my joke i did okay you
0: didn't react (laughs) the moon lady is like that one like she's the one who gets to announce it
1: like yeah like she's just like up and it's the moon and there's a baby born and she's like that one
0: yeah i think it'll i think the chief would probably be the one to like gather everybody together and like lion king the (laughs) the child all right so i'm gonna give you the cover so that you can see if that gives you any more predictions.
1: The Legend of Korra. Uh,
0: so Book one air. Yes.
1: Okay. So that makes sense. So mm-hmm. that seems to track with mm-hmm. what I was expecting. Um, the thing I'm struggling with, and I'll, I'll comment a little bit more, like uh, a lot of bit more on the th- <laughs> un- thus uncommented <laughs> picture um is the existential threat the Mm -hmm. existential problem what is she trying to do Mm -hmm. um i assume there is one because Mm -hmm. you you don't have a superhero story without Mm -hmm. some major threat you know yeah um so we'll see maybe but they they again because she's having to navigate how do you learn about air in a world where all the airbenders have been brutally slaughtered Mm um like maybe they don't need to introduce an existential threat Mm -hmm. in book one so book one air we have some interesting imagery okay so cora uh definitely has a katara look to her the way that she's got the hair Mm -hmm. like it's obviously very evocative of katara
0: Mm -hmm. which if your prediction is correct this uh that the water uh avatar was born into the southern tribe instead of the northern tribe would make sense Mm -hmm. Katara being one of them southern tribe gals
1: well i wonder if i'm if i'm looking at her if I'm supposed to be like Katara's daughter. Hmm. Maybe. Possibly. Um, okay. So we got a girl in the bottom, right? They're all kind of doing fists. She's getting, so Cora's got her fist. Like, like if you put your hand with your palm facing you and then close it, into a fist that's how she's got it okay like, like yes <laughs> um then there's a girl in the bottom right punching like sideways like past her mm-hmm. self um then there's a guy above her and she's wearing like red so so you think fire Cora's is wearing the kind of an ambiguous black there is something you did mention before That uh, probably is a little spoilery. (laughs) It's just the time setting of it. Mm -hmm. Of like it being more like.
0: Yeah, it's visually evocative of like the 20s-esque. Yeah,
1: Yeah. so it's definitely a jump in like technology. So she is wearing more of like almost a steampunky. Double-breasted jacket. Mm -hmm. And neck wear um yeah so her neck thing's red but she's also a master firebender at this point so you know she can get away wearing whatever color she wants
0: maybe in the future you don't have to dress in a a way that's representative of your ethnic identity i don't know maybe maybe (laughs) they
1: figure that part out
0: um or like you say maybe things are getting muddy because we got we got (laughs) earth people breeding with fire people
1: That's true. Got green and red. Uh, so we got yeah. Uh, two guys to the right of of the photo. One of them punching with like rocks flying off. So I assume that he's an earthbender. Um, and then above him, one punching with a fist of flame. Um, Zuko's son maybe. Okay. Zuko's grandson maybe. Looks. Looks vaguely Zuko-y in okay. his face. All right, uh, I could see that being a Zuko and uh, a Zmei face. Oh,
0: as as how how do you pronounce their Zmei? Zmei. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, that's you, Justin shipping.
1: <laughs> um, we yeah, got an interesting on the left side, like a blue spirit-esque thing happening with like a guy with like goggles mask with like electric electricity swords green electricity swords and then below that is like a theodore roosevelt
0: <laughs> teddy's here
1: theodore roosevelt mustachioed man with the tiny mm-hmm. eyeglasses that sit on your nose and he's wearing what looks to be almost like a an old school pilot jacket with the big mm-hmm. roughly
0: a little lindbergy look
1: <laughs> uh yeah lindberg um and then there's like a how would i describe this what's the game master from saw's name
0: oh man jigsaw jigsaw
1: so there's a jigsaw behind the title <laughs>
0: there's a jigsaw <laughs> le wild jigsaw uh, yeah so
1: uh i'm gonna say Whoops, I lost it. I'm going to say like a 10% chance Cora has to cut off her own leg.
0: Okay. I like it. (laughs) So I feel like I should give you like a little bit of background as to like the existential threat of this series just to so you could give a little bit more information prediction wise. Okay. All right. So, this series is dealing a little bit more with, like, as the world is, like, evolving and things are mixed, benders are a mix-in, and technology is advancing, like, what is the role of the old ways, Mm -hmm. I guess. Um, So, that's kind of what, world-wise, is the struggle that's happening. So, do you have any... Knowing that information of like where the world is, the setting, I guess. Yeah. Does that give you any any thoughts as to what you think the specific existential threat they might be facing in this uh, season is?
1: So I think the masked individual behind the the jigsaw mask um, is probably some sort of. Like, like I was, so before you gave me that information, I would, I would, was on the verge of guessing about the masked individual being Mm -hmm. like a, a, like a leader of a movement kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Okay. With that information, uh, like, like terroristically, like a, like a, like a dangerous, Mm -hmm. like violent group seeking something out
0: Mm -hmm.
1: with the information I feel like it's maybe like a right-wing we can't mix our cultures too much because that will dilute my whiteness kind of kind of uh kind of group that's my that's my guess that's that's the best i can come up with all
0: right so so still like a leader of a movement.
1: Yeah, but but so so kind of like an ethnic oh, but how's that different from the Think It's gonna be more of an nation? ethnic cleansing
0: uh terrorist? Why, why don't you spitball more on your terrorist plot?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to figure that out. I think because it it needs to feel kind of different from the fire nation what they were trying to do yeah um so maybe they're more directly delving into like maybe maybe it's it's a group of non-benders okay like violently trying to like say like look there's actually a fifth group of non-benders and we're a much bigger group hmm but the benders get to do everything, which I think is a reasonable complaint. But as okay. with most reasonable you're, complaints, you're on the
0: side of terrorist non-benders. No,
1: no. <laughs> as with most reasonable complaints, like saying, "I don't like being told that I have to stay inside and wear mm. masks in public." <laughs> Did I get that? I don't know. <laughs> we'll hear it on playback. <laughs> baby just sniffed it as with most reasonable complaints where like like with this quarantine or you see it often with things like uh never stated in this way but but saying like you you could phrase it like i feel insecure because the world is moving on quickly in a way that i am unfamiliar with mm-hmm. and don't know how to deal with that covers a lot of things but usually what that gets turned into is these insert culture here from insert place here <laughs> are ruining our country mm-hmm. you know so like it gets taken to a wild extreme uh-huh. where it's like at the root of that what is causing that problem and feeling in you isn't in itself a bad thing, but like, maybe you should go to therapy. instead You should probably (laughs) recognize that like, instead of becoming a terrorist, this country doesn't exist for you. Like it is a whole thing Mm -hmm. apart from you. And like, if it, it is a valid complaint to say that like, for whatever reason, I feel like I am, not being adequately represented Mm -hmm. in my country but to then take that and say the only way that i can have proper representation in my country is to take away the representation of those people Mm -hmm. insert marginalized community here you know (laughs) like uh, so we
0: might be getting in for a, a very timely parable. <laughs> I'm hoping.
1: Uh, the more I talk about this, the more excited I'm getting. So so yes, like, like, I could very well see this being some sort of like like group within the world mm-hmm. that feels that for whatever reason, like ultimately violent protest. Like maybe wearing I don't know, tactical gear carrying assault rifles at the state capitol building. Mm. Um or, you know, whatever they decide to do. That this group in <laughs> jigsaw world jigsaw masks. Yeah, jigsaw masks. That this group feels that like ultimately violent revolution is the only means to save whatever their perceived loss is. Okay. I have a pretty good feeling that none of this is right, but that's what I'm going with. All right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's get a little bit more into it. I'm excited um, for you to watch this because there is somebody that we both love dearly who is voicing a main character in this do you remember who it is jk
1: simmons yes
0: jk simmons (laughs) yes voices a main character and he does amazing because he's amazing at everything (laughs)
1: he is amazing at everything
0: he's just so delightful so i'm really excited for you um to to experience jk simmons but who do you think jk simmons is playing
1: i mean i don't have Characters mm-hmm. or names or relationships, nope, like you don't, Core's dad, Core's dad, but like that, that's not going to be a main character.
0: Okay, uh, maybe, maybe just like what's type of role, what sort of character archetype do you think a J.K. Simmons is just for?
1: Um. Like, I would guess that he was playing some sort of, like, wise counselor role.
0: Wise counselor.
1: Which is kind of why I was saying dad, but... to the guest book.
0: Yeah, this one has a a few more um, big names in it uh, than Avatar got. Uh, Kiernan Shipka is also in this.
1: I'm not sure if I know who that is.
0: Uh she's been in more things since uh oh she's Sabrina in the Netflix Sabrina reboot. But she's also Don Draper's daughter in Mad Men.
1: Didn't make it that far in Mad Men. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um
1: famously I've, I've only seen, seen the first one season
0: <laughs> of Mad Men. Um <coughs> oh. <laughs> Bless you. Uh Rami Malik has a uh a okay. guest appearance uh Aubrey plaza she's not in this season but she's mm. she's in there uh lisa edelstein wow. <laughs> is in here so
1: is mark hamill in it
0: no sadly God. uh the voice of momo though is back <laughs> doing assorted animal sounds <laughs> <laughs> um and janet varney is the lead which i'm not sure if you would know who that she kind of runs in like the comedian circles of like June Diane Raphael and like Jason Menzukis and those characters. She's like one of the founders of SF Sketchfest.
1: Is she in anything else?
0: No, she's primarily a comedian, which is kind of strange. And she voices Cora. Yes,
1: interesting. Does she boy- voice other things or? No, I don't think so. Guest appearances in sitcoms like. I don't All think of those people that you
0: would have seen, like nothing I can think of off the top of like my Paul head. Paul
1: Shear and JC Manzucas are both like in the TV show The League, mm-hmm. but they then also appear in, appear in like every <laughs> everything sitcom.
0: <laughs> I mean, there might be more, but I just mainly okay. know her from her like sketch work. Um, so, oh, just a fun fact, um, the actress who played UA in the Shyamalan version is a voice actress in this. Just a fun fact, mm. not...
1: Does she play UA?
0: Not going to tell you.
1: <laughs> that's the moon lady, right? Yeah,
0: that's the moon lady. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, do you have any... And did you... Not to put words in your mouth, but are you assuming that the four characters who weren't teddy roosevelt or jigsaw are you assuming those are your core four? Oh
1: man um so she is water tribe i guess so yeah okay i guess so you yeah, got water earth fire normie acrobat that throws things <laughs> maybe maybe I'd be very disappointed if uh, one of the core four was a normie ap- acrobat, the third th- things. Th-
0: things. <laughs> Do you think?
1: Although Sako was a normie, so I guess that fits. I'm
0: not sure. He was a normie. But he he brought the plans. <laughs> Do you think we will see the cabbage man? The cabbage merchant? Will he make an appearance in Korra?
1: Ooh. Yeah, just because fan service. Okay. Let's give it to him.
0: Give them what they want. That's right. Give them those cabbages. All right. Anything else that you would like to say about Korra before we jump in? Actually, I guess I do have one more thing. Do you think you will like Korra as much more or
1: less than the original series? I anticipate liking some world building aspects of cora okay better because i like the idea of like navigating a complex industrial economy with benders Mm -hmm. um but i'm guessing that story wise and overall that i'll like it a little bit less
0: all right any final thoughts I think that's it. All right. If you'd like to watch along with us, Legend of Korra is available on Amazon. You can pause the pod right here. Watch and then come back. If you don't want to watch it, though, that's fine. Baby Jay will be coming at you with a Reader's Digest version. Let's go. <laughs> Welcome back from our first. I figured out what we should be calling this, Baby J. Mm hmm our uh, Quarantine episodes.
1: Quarantine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like it. So we are back, and in case you didn't get a chance to watch along with us, Justin is going to give you a reader's digest of what happened this season on Korra.
1: So Cora runs off to the... <laughs> I was hoping you would yeah. do your <laughs> <or just laughs> version
0: in the in the recap. If voice. you didn't
1: watch it at the beginning of every core episode, there's like a recap in a like nineteen twenties Gilded Age announcer voice. Mm-hmm. It's very fun. I enjoy it. So, um Cora is on the cusp of mastering all of the elements. She just has air left. And the only person to teach her heir is Tenzin, which is Ang's eldest son,
0: youngest
1: youngest son. Mm. Interesting. I haven't learned a lot about the family we see Bumi for a second, mm-hmm. but um, Ang, no Tenzin, uh, is has some sort of political position in the like big city that ang founded before his death (laughs) that's why korra exists Mm -hmm. um that the the city is called republic city Mm -hmm. and so tenzin's like Keep training here, and, and I'll come back when I can, but I've got to go do a thing. And so Korra's like, no, I'm going to come to Republic City on my own. So she goes to Republic City on her own. And uh, she discovers that there are two things. So long story short, in that first episode, like Tenzin's like, yeah, you, you can stay. They come to some sort of decision that she can stay. But so she... Finds out that there is, or maybe she already knew, but had never really seen it, but like is a professional sports league of benders. Mm -hmm. And the second thing that she discovers is that there is an upswell of counter- (laughs) Anti- Bending sentiment, yes, anti bending <laughs> sentiment. Um, uh, that's getting increasingly uproarious. So she joins the fighting squad for the professional sports. Uh, they win their little tournament and get into the big tournament. Uh, she kisses. She goes on a date with one brother and kisses the other to create tension. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need money for the sports league to be able to play in the tournament as an entrance fee. Uh, luckily, one one of the moody brother gets hit by a person on a bike, or just runs in
0: <laughs> on a moped.
1: I can't remember moped. Yeah. And so she's like, oh, let me make it up to you. Let me buy you dinner. Turns out she's basically Henry Ford's daughter. Good news, we find out later, just like in real life, Henry Ford is <laughs> a an racist. awful racist person. <laughs> um, she gets her dad to sponsor their team so that they can play in the tournament. Meanwhile, Tenzin is at, you know, doing his political things and Mm -hmm. we'll talk about the political structure soon and one of the other people on like the board of people in the republic (laughs) is named tarlov and he's a waterbender and he decides that they need to start really cracking down on Amon, because he's holding increasingly big rallies. Or maybe that comes after, see, it all gets jumbled up. So one of the brothers, Bo Lin, is also trying to earn money. And so he takes a job as like a security personnel for one of the crime bosses. And then all of the crime bosses get all wrangled up and taken to an Amon rally where you find out that Amon has the power to take away people's bending abilities. So Cora and Mako go and save Bolin and save him from getting his bending taken away, by other people get their bending taken away. So that leads Tarloff to being like, we need to crack down on this. Uh so they begin cracking down on it. The tournament starts, they fight Remy Malik. Rami Malek <laughs> um, at the very end of the, the professional sports league tournament, they make it to the very final and not without a lot of drama because of the triangular relationship mm-hmm. and the uh, other team cheats and is clearly paid off the refs in some form Or it was rigged the whole time. And that's Rami Malek's character. And he's got like a very emo-y, moody hair thing happening. uh, That ends up ironically looking a lot like Jake Peralta in later seasons Mm -hmm. of (laughs) Brooklyn Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And they... So they lose the tournament in the final because their other team's cheating. But it was fortuitous because immediately Amon comes out and reveals himself. And it turns out a lot of people in the crowd are actually Amon's supporters and don't like benders. And so Amon takes all of their bending away right in front of the crowd and goes to escape. Oh, Toph's daughter is also there. (laughs) And she goes to follow him. So then Tarlov's task force really cracks down, but cracks down in exactly the way that you would expect in that he imposes curfews on all non-benders and cuts electricity to their neighborhoods uh, because they apparently live completely segregated also. <laughs> and almost like there's like two classes in society, benders and non-benders. And so they, Korra like this isn't right and uh they arrest her friends one of which is now the daughter of henry ford also
0: known racist
1: yeah what's her name
0: asami asami you're doing so much better with the names i know i was
1: trying (laughs) so she goes to talk to tarloff one-on-one and tarloff attacks her revealing that she that he's a bloodbender and takes her far away somewhere in the mountains and puts her in a metal box in a basement. And then somehow Amon, because of coincidence or the plot necessitates it, Amon also happens to know where the super secret up in the mountains place is and decides to go to it specifically to get Tarlov, I guess? It's kind of unclear exactly why that happens. Uh I'm realizing now that it's just very coincidental, and even when you know the big reveal Uh of who is behind the mask of Amon, it still doesn't exactly make sense why he is side-tripping up there just to get Tarlok, or I guess he's he's to get Korra, but why does he know, how does he know Where she is, Uh, it doesn't make sense. So, anyway, Amon's there. Um, Amon's people go to get Korra. Korra defeats them and narrowly escapes, but sees that Tarlov has had his bending taken away, and so her and Asami Mm -hmm. and Bolin and Mako Mako? Mako? Mako, Mako. Mm -hmm. Mako. They all go to hiding in an underground place while Tenzin gets runs away with Toph's daughter and his wife and children to protect the lineage of airbenders mm-hmm. and and then they find out that there's going to be a big rally back at the sports arena and so they sneak in to confront Amon because oh yeah because they found tarlov when they were sneaking around because tarlov is now being held in the air temple for some reason Again, doesn't totally make sense, but um, they're, they're sneaking into the air temple to find Amon because Amon has decided to set up camp on air temple island instead of wherever his headquarters already were with all of his things and people. Which would seem like the logical choice to just not move your well, headquarters he in the middle that of the event big invasion. Mask
0: on the Ang statue, it was a yeah. lot of work. He had to,
1: I mean, had to be on you site send, to you oversee send, that project. No, nah, it was already done. You send the henchmen <laughs> out there. Um. So anyway, for some reason, he's on Air Temple Island. They go to Air Temple Island. Tarlov's also in Air Temple Island. They find out that Tarlov's like, oh, Amon is my brother. He's also a bloodbender and that somehow he's using bloodbending to take people's bending away. And so they're like, oh, we have to reveal Amon. So they go to the rally, and then they see that uh, Tenzin and his family are all there, and they're like, oh, no. So they save them and fight Amon, and they announce before everybody that Amon is actually a waterbender this whole time. And everybody's like, uh, like, we don't believe it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then they fight and uh, he takes Korra's bending away. But then all of a sudden she's able to airbend for the first time because reasons.
0: Because the plot demands it.
1: Because the plot demands it that every other thing that we know about bending from two different tv shows and four seasons leads you to believe that you can just all of a sudden start bending that it takes a lot of practice and working up to be able to like perform difficult moves in any sort of bending and uh but anyway now that all her other stuff is gone she can airbend like a master and so she Defeats him with airbending by knocking him out a window into the ocean. And then he uses his waterbending to lift himself up out of the ocean. And everybody sees. And everybody's like, he is a waterbender. And he's like, I have to escape. And then he leaves. And then, for some reason, him and Tarloff are on a boat. And then Tarloff blows up the boat, presumably killing both of them. And... Core goes back to the Southern Water Water Tribe, and f- then Ang Spirit Ang gives her the ability to give people's bending back, and so she gets her bending back, and then does some sort of reverse Lion Turtle magic to give mm-hmm. the bending back to the people.
0: And she goes into the Avatar state for the first time. We get our first uh, Avatar state here in the last episode.
1: When when does she do that?
0: After Aang. uh, Oh, yeah. Spirit gives her back her bending.
1: Yeah, that's also unclear. That doesn't match the reason. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that doesn't match Mm -hmm. the way the Avatar said things work. Yeah. So... Anyway, that's the summary. All right. Well, let's move on to
0: our predictions then. Um, so your first prediction was that Korra would be from the Southern Water Tribe. And that was correct?
1: Yeah. I would say that I nailed most of these predictions. So You
0: did do a very good job. Um, Aang lived a long life. Significant time jump. We did start with a significant time jump where... Uh, a couple generations in, uh, Aang's got some little uh, grand air babies mm-hmm. running around. Um, you thought it was possible that we would see Zuko, Katara, and Sokka. Uh, so Katara's around; she's a character. Um, but we did get to see well everybody except for Zuko in the uh, flashbacks. What did you think about the the flashback versions of our of our heroes from Avatar?
1: Uh, I thought they were fine yeah yeah
0: do you like uh ang's chin strap
1: uh not really
0: okay where where does it rank on the ang's hairstyles
1: uh i just don't think ang needs facial hair <laughs> especially not a chin strap
0: especially not a chin strap how about a mustache
1: i think he'd be better just clean
0: really it's much more mm-hmm. monk like oh i see Maybe he felt the need to like uh, try to
1: blend in with the Southern Water Tribe himself
0: once he was getting, you know, some uh, some Water Tribe action. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, um, you thought a portion of the show would be how to learn airbending when the airbenders are gone. So that was a a, a minor like conflict setup mm-hmm. of having to get her to Republic City because that is where the only airbender yep. is.
1: The other thing um, in my my predictions right there was uh, that Zuko would be in it. And I only said Zuko because I, it, it was fan service mm-hmm. because I know how, how liked Zuko is. They didn't put Zuko in it, but what did they do? They put Zuko's grandson in it who looks exactly like Zuko and is voiced Minus by the, the same scar. actor that plays Zuko. <laughs> so I, I essentially called what they were going to do, uh-huh. which is give complete fan service to people that like Zuko. To the
0: Zuko fans. Yeah. You got to give the Zuko fans a little something something.
1: So I also feel like that one was accurate.
0: Um, I have Air Kids written down. Not sure what that related to.
1: I don't remember what that is either. Maybe just that, like, Aang's children oh, would be yes. airbenders. I think
0: you were hypothesizing of like what what happens if when there's like two, like an opposite bending parents. A, say a waterbender and an
1: airbender. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we we get a couple of uh, interbending families in this world we also have mako and bolin's parents and mm-hmm. one of them is a firebender and one of them is the earth is an earthbender how do you feel about the uh genetics of bending as they're represented
1: uh thought it was fine
0: that was fine yeah. liked it all right uh you thought we would have a core four and some animal companions we do in fact have a core four and animal companions
1: basically perfect one for one like swaps of the of like the uh like characters yeah so like momo becomes pabu
0: I think I like Pabu a little bit better than Momo in my like ranking of yeah. animal companions. Pabu is probably my favorite animal companion.
1: And then Appa becomes Naga? Mm-hmm. And then Katara becomes Korra. Okay. And then Bolin is Ang, And then Mako is Saka, and Toph is Asami.
0: You think those are like the character matchups um or just like like the, the order
1: in which they join the team no like the the role that they are playing within the team
0: interesting
1: like the like the not the role in world that they're playing within the team the narrative role uh-huh. that they're playing it's like if we took avatar the last airbender and put it from katara's viewpoint
0: interesting interesting
1: because Bolin's kind Mm -hmm. of fun and goofy occasionally gives you like an emotional response but like more fun more goofy bringing Mm -hmm. I guess Mako is is way more emotionally unstable than Sokka but
0: yeah, Mako has big uh, early Zuko vibes.
1: Yeah, that's true. They just killed off Zuko or Sokka and put in a Zuko.
0: Yeah, I feel like Asami is more of a a Katara Saka hybrid. Hmm. She's like got the plan, and she's also the like the like straight man of the bunch. I guess so. I think I would put them in if I was.
1: I, I, I was thinking more of her as like the outsider in an existing relationships role.
0: Mm, okay, gotcha.
1: Yeah, like the the, the...
0: sixth ranger. The, yeah, the latecomer to the group, to the yeah. team Avatar. All right, next up we have Jigsaw Mask is a leader of a movement of non-bender terrorists.
1: Yep, pretty good. Yep, you, nailed, you it. nailed that one. <laughs> I you was were... very. You
0: were so excited cuz in the <laughs> earlier part you were like nah, I don't think they're going to do this but this is what, what I'm going to go with. Yeah,
1: I was so certain that I was going to be wrong and then what happens like they get to Republic City there's a guy standing on the soapbox and what's he say?
0: He's like too long have we been under the tyranny of the bending
1: elite. And I was like oh, I got it. I nailed it.
0: <laughs> you did totally nail it. Uh, um I'm gonna- uh, you also thought that these non-Bender terrorists would perceive violent revolution as the only means uh, to save their perceived loss. So they did go for a violent revolution. They, I feel like they tried really hard to emphasize how violent this revolution was in a cartoon where, like, you can't actually show any, like, violent... Mm -hmm. death so there's just like several explosions and you see like a little tiny person fall into the water uh you also suggested that we would see a cabbage man we didn't see the cabbage man in the flesh but we did see a statue to the cabbage man
1: because he invented Cabbage Corp. hmm What do they do again? What do they make?
0: They are uh, future industries, Asami's dad's company's rival. biggest rival tech company. <laughs> so Cabbage Man became like a real uh, Elon Musk in his <laughs> later years. <In> the, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, it all started with the uh, funding of a theater true
0: yeah got into the the producing yeah um said that uh jk simmons would play a wise counselor and or dad he was both yeah he was a wise counselor and a dad i really like jk simmons i think
1: playing kind of a dadly figure Mm -hmm. you know
0: yep he is the dad to the air kids and of course father figure in republic mm-hmm. city i really like jk simmons as a dad he's just so adorable i love him so much uh, jk simmons i'm sure he's a
1: dad in real life too
0: probably <laughs> um and that was all of your predictions actually okay that was that was all we had uh but you did really nail what the sort of central conflict of this season would be so do you want to get to some of the your comments that you made while we were uh, watching the show yeah um so your first comment was that overall you missed the sort of spiral Your first comment was that overall you sort of missed the spirit world connection Mm. in this show. This one is a lot less, uh, tied to the like spiritual element of bending.
1: Uh, do you have anything to add to that? Um, yeah, I mean, they touch on it a little bit. It just felt like something, something mystical was missing from Mm -hmm. the, from the show.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You wanted a little bit more uh, mysticism, yeah. All right, do you want to give us what your likes of the season were?
1: Um, sure. I think I told you uh, while we were watching it, like I, 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 really just liked kind of living in the Avatar world, mm-hmm. um, like as a viewer, just spending time, yeah. in, in my mind, in the world that is. ATLA Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I would say I how did
0: you feel about it compared to like the comparing the world of like Legend of Korra to the overall world of Avatar because I actually feel like I kind of enjoy the setup of like the world of Korra better than than avatar like i like it has so many more story issues but i feel like i kind of like the environment a little bit better than avatar like if one of these was going to get turned into like a wizarding world of harry potter Mm -hmm. uh i would like it to be like the cora
1: world like the 1920s (laughs) Uh style yeah and and, well and and that's the that's the thing that that keeps hitting in my mind is like like i i i i I talked to you about how like this whole giant metropolis type city. It mentions offhandedly that like they picked a place for it. Like it there was nothing there. So like this city was literally built from nothing in like half a generation. And it's got these like huge skyscrapers and stuff. And the
0: cabbage man, he was like pushing out that infrastructure he was he was on it
1: and so like it feels a little bit like feels a little bit like the rest of the world is should and probably isn't be like way behind like i don't know i don't know it feels like we because we see a lot of the world in in avatar Mm -hmm. and get an idea for what a lot of the world feels like and it's interesting seeing like it feels like it feels like it happened too fast. Like mm-hmm. like the like Korra should almost be two generations of Avatar away.
0: Yeah, I I do feel I I agree that like logically it seems like too much happened too fast for like the infrastructure that they have, but it doesn't dampen my enjoyment yeah. of it at all because I really enjoy the 1920s mm-hmm. scene that they've got going on with the the Sotomobiles and like using mm-hmm. lightning bending in a factory setting
1: well i had other problems with oh that. my <laughs>
0: goodness you and your problems well it's just like <laughs> and just enjoy some uh, lightning bending <laughs> it,
1: it's just like um they emphasize still how rare blood bending is but everybody's a lightning bender not e- everybody's, everybody's a metal everybody's bender. A I bender. didn't, I don't think I saw one person that, that could firebend that specifically <laughs> couldn't lightning, <laughs> lightning bend. bend. <laughs> so, like, those people are just like pushed to the dredges <laughs> of society, apparently, because everybody can lightning bend now. I mean,
0: to be fair, we only, the only firebenders we saw this season were Mako and then the fellow factory men.
1: Yeah it just it doesn't yeah i don't like those type of expansions Mm -hmm. where like that feels like narratively they're like oh okay we need to like make this different from before and in a way that i feel like cheapens the Mm -hmm. the like oh holy crap azula's shooting lightning bolts you know it's like oh no like er- apparently everybody is capable mm-hmm. of shooting lightning bolts um also why the heck do they shoot lightning bolts that's still a big problem um but same for metal bending that just like there's so many metal benders that like they literally have giant task forces of purely metal bending people when like a mere 50 years before, 60 years before maybe there had not been a single metal metal bender Mm -hmm. ever so and the explanation for how there is a metal bender for the first time ever is that this earth bender is so unique in her disability that it gives her a unique ability to focus in a way that's needed to be able to bend the metal so now that everybody can do that it, it feels like it really cheapens that anyway things i liked
0: i choose to believe that Toph was just such a good uh instructor of her police force that she was able to impart her wisdom of how to metal bend.
1: so I agree, like, visually, I find it very interesting. Uh, there, there's something strange that happens with the animation style being so distinctly different. Mm-hmm. I like the way it looks, but sometimes it feels not avatar Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I think it's a, it's an interesting mix of, like, the things that I dislike about the animation style of avatar i like better in Korra, mm-hmm. but, but vice versa i don't you know yeah so like the way that like uh the animation style of avatar would represent like an entire city as like two buildings in a hut mm-hmm. and then like w- w- all of a sudden you're in the city and you're, they're like walking around i was like oh wow look at all of this mm-hmm. um that uh I've never super loved that. So in this one, like from from afar, it's showing you like in detail, like the city, you know. And so I do enjoy that type of detail. But I would say in some ways the... And it was fun to see how they approach in the flashbacks, animating the older versions of the characters in this style Mm -hmm. so like you're kind of adapting them both older and in a slightly different style and maybe you can argue that like oh the first one's being seen through the eyes of children this one's like they're older so now like the animation style reflects like just their perception of the world and how much they can see and uh so i think that's fine but there's like a different level of like facial detail and stuff like de- like detailed realism that uh loses some of the whimsy mm-hmm. in like the cartoonness yeah
0: one thing i thing i do think they did really well in with the animation of this is that there are a few like facial expressions that they animate on Korra that are like so spot on the like mm-hmm. facial expressions of ang in the original show yeah um I really enjoyed that attention to detail of "We are the same." We are. That's li- I'm literally the guy in the picture.
1: Uh, yeah, moments. So I did. I really liked the. Um, I feel like they were again very creative with the bending, and I liked the plot point of just like this being a. A revolution trying to, like, free themselves from the tyranny of the benders. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like those plot points.
0: Yeah, I think the setup of this one, I wish they did a little bit more with it because I really like the setup of after just the, the very large and obvious evil of we have to stop a genocide from happening, of, like, how do we actually now govern Mm -hmm. a place where you have all these different cultures and benders and non-benders coming together um i like that more nuanced and not the like obvious evil Mm -hmm. um i really like that setup so i wish they could have just pushed it a little little bit further a little bit like that the episode where they go to the the non-bending neighborhood and there's like some real plot against america going down like Mm -hmm. i love it like that's one of my favorite parts of the whole series or the like terrorist attack at the at the bending arena Mm -hmm. like those are just like i just uh, wish they had done more with that
1: yeah i agree like uh, the ideas were there but um i think it struggled Uh, a bit early on with just spending a lot of time on like professional bending i think they underestimate how interested we will be in the struggles of professional
0: so pro bending did not fill the sports-sized hole in your heart that quarantine has left no (laughs) you were not interested in pro bending
1: no uh, we we can talk about it with when we get to the dislikes i don't feel like i've said a lot of things that i like i don't think you've said a single thing that you like yet (laughs) like i liked it i didn't i don't think i like it as much as avatar Uh but i liked it yeah um but it's hard to like not compare the two Mm -hmm. um and say like which things i liked slightly less than avatar but you really
0: liked Asami's reaction to her dad
1: being a racist that spoke to you yeah
0: (laughs) the animation on her face of as her dad is explaining of first just confusion Mm -hmm. and then shock (laughs) you were like "Mm, yes Asami (laughs) yeah that was good (laughs) I feel you I
1: don't know I guess I think Tenzin's my favorite part of the of Korra so far
0: yeah I mean that is fair (laughs) that is fair I really enjoy Tenzin um you though have like zero interest in Lin which I do not understand because I I love Lin (laughs) I'm very interested
1: okay well is Lin in the next season Lynn's in in all the seasons. Okay. So you're looking at this through the perspective of we've gotten to know Lynn over all of these seasons. I've had 20 minutes of screen time with Lynn. (laughs) You get
0: more than 20 (laughs) minutes. Even though, like, before I saw the rest of the seasons, like, just in season one, I was like, I like this character. Why, though? Like, she's just doing the most in that white tank top like she is old and she's got like some sporty spice going in that on white tank top she's in like a metal <laughs> after <laughs> after she has to like get pushed out of the force because she guaranteed the safety of everybody in the arena and then she gets replaced with psycon she's just like in her house being like mm. she's wearing she that get, white she got tank pushed top out?
1: that's not what i how okay, i interpret she quit.
0: She, she quit yeah because she knew that she had to because she
1: because she wanted to go rogue not because she knew <laughs> she had to she was like i have to do this alone i quit the force
0: outside the law and that turned out to
1: be a terrible idea because one she couldn't do it and two the Person that took over just completely capitulated to Tarlov and did like horrible things. So that like, was
0: Tarlock's plan from the
1: beginning. So, though. like both of those things were bad ideas. She played
0: right into Tarlock's hands.
1: So again, why is she amazing? I don't understand. I just like her. I like her character. I just feel like she is so much more boring than Toph.
0: I just like grouchy old ladies. <laughs> like i don't know what do you want from me
1: <laughs> yeah like when she was first introduced i thought it was going to be a kind of like a fan servicey like oh that's Toph's daughter but then she's like not really a part of the show mm-hmm. and then she, it took like her coming back like three or four times for me to be like oh she's, she's like part a of character. the show
0: <laughs> she's a character <laughs> yeah Yep, she's a character. Don't worry, you'll get to spend a lot more time with Lynn. I feel like maybe some of my love of Lynn also comes from the excellent Tumblr uh, Parks and Cora, mm-hmm. <laughs> where a great amount of Ron Swanson quotes were overlaid over Lynn moments. Just <laughs> excellent memeage.
1: hmm Like, what's an example?
0: Um see i don't feel like i can you
1: had me at meat tornado
0: no <laughs> <laughs> there there's some family dynamics that will get introduced okay. later that i don't want to uh okay. spoil
1: <laughs> so i should not go look at parks and tumblr no parks, parks and, and, <laughs> and tumblr <laughs> no parks you should Quora. not
0: go look at parks and cora there's also a good arrested cora that's arrested development quotes over cora oh. screen grabs that is also good um but again, don't want you to spoil yourself. So. Okay. So you didn't care at all when Lynn sacrificed herself to try to save the Air family.
1: Um. Well, the two things I thought at that well, the one thing I thought at that moment, one thing I th- that I thought afterwards was one tenzin the master airbender should probably be switching places with her since she can't really do anything she doesn't
0: know how to drive an air bison
1: from what i saw (laughs) in avatar the last airbender the air bison drives itself (laughs)
0: flies itself
1: so like they should have switched places and he should have been using airbending to be like attacking the ship yeah um and then her sacrifice amounts to nothing. Like, again, mm. all of her actions, and maybe it's just the way they wrote it in this season, and maybe it was accidental, and at, at the end, they're like, oh, that's unfortunate for Lynn, but the, whatever they wrote, like, everything she does in this season is for naught. Mm-hmm. Like, none of it.
0: Doesn't that just add to the tragedy of Lynn, though?
1: What is the tragedy?
0: Everything she does is for not. Mama Toph was getting things done, and everything Lynn does is for naught.
1: I guess. I don't know. This is, again, this isn't Lynn the Last Metal Bender. <laughs> the Adventures of Lynn. <laughs> Baby Jay's just being very cold to
0: <laughs> Lynn right now.
1: I, mean, I was just surprised when I when I made an offhanded comment that like, like I don't really care what happens to Lynn. Because I don't I cause because she was like they were making a big some cinematic moment of her like going after Amon. And I was like Again, are we supposed to like they haven't done anything to make us care about Lynn. Like, are we supposed to be like, no, Lynn don't. It's like, yeah, you're a police officer. That's your job. Like, I guess go after the bad guy. Like, okay. Like, I don't under, I don't know anything else about you except your top daughter and like a police officer. That's really mad at Tarloff because he broke up with you. Like Tenzin, not Tarloff. Tenzin, whatever. <sighs>
0: Just confusing Tarlock and Tenzin. Okay,
1: fine. you broke Tenzin broke up with you like presumably like twenty years ago. I don't know. It just for doesn't... his
0: much younger and much more fertile wife. Now, okay, so see.
1: maybe it was. How old's their oldest daughter? Like twelve. Yep. So maybe it was like fifteen <laughs> years ago. At the at minimum.
0: Mm, I don't know. Pema seems pretty uh pretty fertile. Could have been out. Within a year, well, pop yeah, that thing out. <laughs> do you
1: think they were trying to pop things out right away?
0: Yeah. Okay. If if you, the future of airbenders depends on your sperm's ability to
1: find an egg, that seems like some pressure. Then why was he effing around with lynn for so long,
0: baby Jay? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: just saying all of this because she's got sense. it
0: going on she's like sporty spice okay she's old but she's still got them biceps and it's
1: also like how old is lynn how old is Tenzin? like we don't have firm ages and we're just kind of They're left like to in like... their 50s okay so pima's like 30 Hmm. maybe older than 30 15 years minus 30 is 15 that's Maybe forty.
0: What was what were the years they gave you? Ah.
1: Years for what?
0: At some point they give you the math of how much younger PEMA is than Tenzin. And it's pretty significant. So you know, that JK Simmons. What a, what a rascal. What a scoundrel. Well, she's an acolyte. <laughs> she
1: just wants to see the airbender survive.
0: It's, it's fair. <laughs> it's a lot of pressure on those little spermies.
1: It's true. Okay, so that's what I liked. Do you want to get on to what I didn't like?
0: I don't think I've <laughs> still gotten anything that you liked. I protest. I don't think I've heard a single thing that you liked yet. I said I liked like Tenzin.
1: That's it. Tenzin. I liked, I liked. I the choices that they made around like how to animate the bending. hmm Um. Uh. And I do. Oh, enjoy you the- had a
0: ship. You had a ship this season. Yeah. Yep. Baby Jay was all. But I feel in like that's more Bora. dislike. You liked. Korra and Bowlin? That was your ship. Well, I dislike the way that like,
1: clearly they're not going to end up together.
0: Also, if we want to talk about characters that we don't care about, Mako is top of the list. Way above Lin.
1: I wouldn't say way above Lin, but...
0: You care about Mako more than Lin? Well,
1: I mean, Mako's part of the core four. Lin's like a tertiary character, (laughs) so um but I agree that like Mako's from the, the get-go I'm like <laughs> pff, like yeah I here, Mako which like, is
0: really sad since that character was like the namesake of the voice actor for Iroh yes that's true. tragically died it's like oh like when he first got introduced you're like oh is that for the actor and we're mm-hmm. like yeah and then by the end of the season every time Mako comes on screen we're like boo,
1: <laughs> yeah well, and she, because because like Mako's got Asami and and he's really happy, or like Asami's really happy, and they seem like good together, and and then Cora's like
0: Mako, Mako, Mako,
1: and so then then they they like kiss, and Mako's like, oh no, maybe I want Cora, and it's like get out of here, Mako. Meanwhile, Bolin and Cora like go on a date and have like a bunch of fun together, and it's like. Clearly, Cora, you should be with Bolin and not some doofus like Mako. That's like <laughs> thinks that he's the 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 like all women need to wait for him to make a decision of who he wants to date, and then they can go about their lives. Yeah,
0: Mako's the worst.
1: Yep, agreed. It's terrible. He's the worst, but you care for him slightly more than Lin. Mm,
0: not me. <laughs> not me. <laughs>
1: No, i do really love asami i, I would i would be i I'll, I'll tell you i will would be fine with swapping out lynn and mako <laughs> in the core four uh-huh. it's like the next season mako's like oh i've joined the police force and lynn's like i'm looking for adventure and then they just swap places do you want to
0: put that in your uh predictions. predictions for season two
1: uh mako joins the police probably force. probably not a not a safe bet okay so I think that's my likes.
0: Alright. <laughs> you can't tell listeners, but Justin was not completely miserable while watching. This I wasn't! Show. I did I said I liked it! I know, but then when you're like, my likes are Tenzin. I like Asami's dad being a racist.
1: I do like Korra. And... <laughs> I do like Cora. I just like it's hard. It's hard to not just say I like Cora and leave it because uh-huh. it's like I like Cora, but like I don't like the way that the show is like pushing to side to the side the like spirituality mm-hmm. and then kind of retconning it at the end. Yeah, like, I think
0: they need to. I, I was. And it's okay hard with to the... like disentangle those mm-hmm. feelings. Yeah, I I like the setup that they were doing of like sort of contrasting a different avatar with Aang of like Aang grew up amongst the monks and like the spiritual Mm -hmm. side of being the avatar uh, came really easily to him. So I liked the setup of like seeing this different avatar who like didn't grow up about amongst the monks and is like really struggling to connect with the spiritual side of things. And I, I think if they had done more to show her working on that or like things mm-hmm. happening that like push her to develop that side throughout the show. I don't think it would have bothered me cuz I'm I'm fine with like starting with an avatar that like doesn't get like if she had yeah. earned the the moment at the end when all the past avatars come and she spiritually connects with them or whatever that would have been fine but it was like they set up like she's really struggling with this she's really going to have to work on this never mention it again and then it randomly gets fixed at the end like it right. needed to be a through plot
1: So I think the the things the problems that created that are not having the 22 mm-hmm. episode season Yeah and and when you don't have a 22-episode season like that, and you're investing an inordinate amount of time into pro-bending pro and a love triangle. Mm-hmm. Um, so much time wasted on the love triangle. A double love triangle, triangle. yeah. <laughs> um, so when you're spending so much time developing those things, you don't have time to insert Uh, part of, again, what I like most mm-hmm. about Avatar, which is like, all of the times that in an episode of Avatar, he just, um, like, there's a random, like, spiritual encounter of Mm -hmm. some kind. Like, you could make it to where she isn't able to go into the Avatar state. Um, She isn't able to, like, like, just, like, go speak to Aang in the way that Aang was able to really speak to Roku. Mm -hmm. Like, you could make it lesser, but I would have still liked to see like i don't know the whole world was less mystical Mm -hmm. yeah like like they, they didn't have uh they could have had a small subsection of the city that's like um a water tribe neighborhood that they move like a lot of people in there like put up the painted lady in their window you know like yeah like Mm -hmm. they could have connected the mysticism of Mm -hmm. all of these disparate groups of people from all over Mm -hmm. the globe coming to live in republic city but instead it's like uh just very agnostic Mm -hmm. nobody it, and that, it, that just feels very not avatar to mm-hmm. me yeah I agree. And, and and so like that that's what i missed it wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily about her specifically like going into the spirit realm mm-hmm. but it was just like holistically there was no mysticism mm-hmm. um, yeah i'll agree with that so what other things did i not like
0: <laughs> uh well we almost got through the entire season Without a fire jetpack moment. Oh, yes. (laughs) You are so Uh, happy about it.
1: I know. I was like, (laughs) okay, they they retconned it a little bit. Otherwise, people would be like, going to work on fire jetpacks, because that's the logical conclusion. If you can fire jetpack, you would just use it all the time. But nope, everybody's like in cars and walking around on feet like losers. And then all of a sudden, at the very end, they're flying in planes and... Zuko's grandson, played also by Zuko, is like his plane's going down because he can't really fly a plane anyway, and he's chasing the other planes to stop the planes from destroying the other things, which is really just a side quest to give him something to do because Mm -hmm. it literally didn't matter. I don't think we saw the end result of whatever happened there yeah and
0: the the united uh forces is a real a real golden company situation (laughs) yeah
1: it's like they're coming they're going to save the day and then they like have an off-screen death and yeah they get destroyed immediately (laughs) okay um and so the plane's going down and and i'm like uh interested to see i assumed there would be some sort of like using firebending to slow his descent Mm -hmm. or something to like be able to like not die on impact with the ground but nope instead he supermans it out of there with (laughs) fire jetpacks and just goes up to the next plane i'm like why are you even going to a plane you're worse at flying a plane than Than you you are at jetpack jetpacking so just freaking jetpack everywhere (laughs) again if this is a world where people can just jetpack out of their feet with perfect ability and distance and there doesn't seem to be any limitations uh, because they can just at will create fire from any of their appendages, uh, again, what's stopping you from doing that all the time? So, yeah, just... I feel like the logical outworking of that really breaks down. Yep. You got so close to... So close. You thought
0: Korra was going to correct the sins of her father with that fire jetpacking and nope.
1: Nope.
0: Um, (laughs) You also were like, why is Amon so chill about lightning? It killed Aang.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So like, uh, Amon takes Korra's bending and then he goes over to take Mako's bending and... Uh, he's, he's like blood bending him, but Mako's hand is like, just like slightly happens to be like pointed out. And then as, as he's being brought up, his hand like is able to like get in alignment with, with, uh, Amon and he lightning bends out of his hand, hits Amon, just full on hits him about fifteen seconds later, Amon's chasing them down the hallway. At the very least, Amon should be completely incapacitated. <laughs> but instead, he is able to then chase them down the hallway with no like repercussions. What's up? It killed Aang, the Avatar, in the previous show, left him with a scar after he was brought back to life with the magic healing water, the magic moon water from katara uh brought him back to life still like disfigured back scar. and amon's like not my first time being shocked by lightning yep it just just it just again i don't i think there needs to be some consistency in like the dangers of lightning Uh
0: you also noticed that the beifongs are the only family with the last name in this world
1: (laughs) did i tell you i looked this up oh did you i did okay so the explanation okay. that it gave was that someone like katara being non-royalty and non um wealthy wealthy yeah
0: yeah i guess the Sato's have a last name
1: yeah so so basically um so, like, it'd be Katara of the Southern Water Tribe, Saka of the Southern mm. Water Tribe. Um, if you're royalty, then you go by just your first name with no of the... So, like... Uh,
0: Fire Lord Zuko.
1: Yeah, Zuko. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, Kay. your title and your name because you're royalty. Okay. And then if you are, um, like, a... It's, it's it's like a feudal if you're system in the merchant class no it's more it's more of like a feudal like not not a, maybe a lord like it's it's not royalty but it's it's like mm-hmm. of a of a different class um that's where where it's like you got the Baifongs and the sados
0: mm. were you satisfied with that explanation
1: mm-hmm. i can't remember what Baifong Be, i think that they said was actually chinese for something but i can't remember
0: Mm, interesting So I,
1: I was satisfied with that
0: good i'm glad you were satisfied by something yep angelica and <laughs> guinness you'll never be satisfied um oh you also wanted to see because of the the focus on blood bending this season you wanted yes. to see some uh dark air bending
1: <laughs> i was interested to see what what the dark version of air bending was but
0: you wanted to see some air sucked right out your body. Yeah. Or yeah. forced.
1: It feels like into your body. It feels like there's a real opportunity to um have some real dark air bending, but I guess the monks are just so centered. Mhm.
0: They recognize the sanctity of even the tiniest spiderfly caught in its own web. It's true. They do. Um so how did you feel, I'm curious about? So there was a contemporaneously, some people did not like mm-hmm. that Amon was a bender. They thought that completely, like, was like, what was the purpose?
1: It, it didn't feel, yeah, it didn't feel like mm-hmm. it totally made sense as to what his motives were. And it never fully explains mm-hmm. his motives. It gives you the, the ba- whole backstory where he's like this amazing bloodbender and and he gets mad at his dad and bloodbends his dad and tarlov won't go with him but it never explains why that translates into him wanting to remove all bending from the world
0: yeah so i don't have an issue with him being a bender i i feel like that's mm-hmm. actually very poignant of like the leaders of these kind of movements are often, often misrepresent misrepresenting themselves yeah um but i think his motive should have been more of like wanting to aggregate power around himself like the so, thing standing between him and powers that there's other so
1: vendors i actually i guess i have a little bit of a rewrite i turned to you during the flashback and i almost did it like three or four times to mm-hmm. ask which one is tarlov and which one is Uh uh-huh. i kept getting confused because in my mind I already wrote the rest of the story, and I was like, because like as soon as Tarlov, again, I, I keep think, kept thinking it was Amon, was like, like I don't w- want to hurt that animal by bloodbending it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's the whole uh-huh. reason the yeah. Amon exists, is because he sees the way that mm-hmm. that like he's being forced to hurt animals he's being forced to use his bending to mm-hmm. hurt things yeah and he's like bending and he so so that b- impressions a kid into thinking that like all benders are like this bending mm-hmm. is evil. we should get rid of bending so people can't hurt people and mm-hmm. animals with bending. But no, that was Tarlov. Uh-huh. Like, like that would have given the motive uh-huh. that you needed, and then, and then Tarlov's just the evil guy that like is using bloodbending and, and snuck back into society. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no reason to not swap those and yeah. give the other character a much stronger, mm-hmm. like, motivation for doing what he's mm-hmm. doing. Does that make sense to you? I feel like that would be a much yeah.
0: I'm any. Because as it stands, like, there really isn't a reason, a discernible reason. Why he's Um, doing that. So, yeah, I could see it going that way or just, like, wanting to be the only one with, like, bending abilities. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I just needed to to get a a harder thing. But inherently, I don't have a problem with Amon being a bender. I I think that is actually fine um you also had a brief moment where you thought amon might be ang's non-bending child Mm -hmm. which i thought would also have been very
1: fun first i thought it was tarloff Uh i thought it was going to be tarloff and then and then when it wasn't when it's clear it wasn't tarloff i thought like there was something about the way that specific episode it's the same episode that we find out who amon is mm-hmm. um but there was something about that episode early on in the first couple of scenes that i was like um like the, it, it's giving you like like the it's the small interjection of like mysticism where she's mm-hmm. like oh i got just a quick vision of a courtroom which again these are like lame visions compared to avatar the last airbender uh-huh. and also they were lame visions that happened so far like she gets they amount to nothing yeah which was frustrating um and and they even like say in the in the show like oh that's she's like oh that's what you're trying to tell me as if like spirit ang is like like still like harping on the same thing and like totally like was too late on it like Mm -hmm. i don't understand like that's not how the spirit realm worked in after our last it was contemporaneous it wasn't this like delayed message that's still trying to uh-huh. get through so that just doesn't check out but uh there was something about the way that like it was interjecting stuff like that where it was like like oh no like is this like one of ang's kids i wasn't even specifically thinking the non-bender at first uh-huh. but um then when you said it, i was like oh yeah that's a really good like just like something made it feel like Like, oh, maybe Aang is trying to reach out because, like, it's a a real Barty Crouch Harry Potter situation. Mm -hmm. yeah You know, where, like, the sun had done something and, like, it was kind of covered up, but, like, Uh now the sun is back.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, when you brought that up, I was like, ooh, I would have really liked that because there is, um, you spend a little bit more time in... The coming seasons with the siblings and the creators like don't shy away from being like there was like it was kind of a bad lot to be the
1: (laughs) the non-bender son of the Uh
0: (laughs) so i i feel like they really could have done something with that um that would have been i would have enjoyed the the added like familial Mm -hmm. angst and then too also you could have gone into the thing of like Korra is his dad like yeah (laughs) like there's some some reckoning that that could have happened there um especially when it comes to like the like ferocity with which Amon wants to like destroy the avatar like if the avatar is your Mm
1: -hmm.
0: is your bending avatar father who rejected your non-bendingness like that that could have been a good villain there so I was into your idea, baby J. Thank you. I would have I would have signed off on it. <laughs> uh did you ever think that Asami another popular theory contemporaneously was that Asami was mm. Amon or some part of the like Amon power
1: structure. Did you ever think that? Um did I ever think that? I don't think I did. Yeah, it felt like Everything felt like it was pointing more towards Tarlov, mm-hmm. and it felt like what Tarlov w- was trying to do was create dissent between the two, and then mm-hmm. use his political power to like save the day for the benders, but also really lessen the freedoms of non-benders. Mm-hmm. Like it felt like his his true motive, yeah, was. being able to declare himself like the ruler of the benders Mm -hmm. and really suppress the rights of Mm non-benders um which in some way he basically was yeah but (laughs) was he was doing so without also being Amon. um but his brother was for some reason (laughs) yeah um and again that reason would have been a lot better if he was the I don't know. I, the more I think about it, the more I don't, cause it, it also is doing that thing where it like, it's like who is a hmm but then the revelation of who is Amon, of the who done it is something that you couldn't possibly have mm-hmm. the answers to. Like none yeah. of your theories could work out because it's about a trial of a crime guy that you've never met before in the series. And, he then mm-hmm. like changed his face yeah. and was not like like it. It feels a lot like um like a Scooby Doo wh- where yeah. like they unmask the person and it's like oh that's Old Man Jenkins and like Old Man Jenkins isn't in the episode. Uh-huh. Like there's no there's no way for you to feel mm-hmm. like you're following along with the clues. Yeah.
0: So either a Tarlock just being a mon. Or one of the Aang children being Amon. Either of those, you would have had opportunities to... Yeah, to set it up stronger. uh Yep.
1: Or, like... Or you could do things earlier on instead of handicapping her, like, spiritual world. Like, I don't know. it It feels like there was an opportunity with the Amon mask. Um... In a way that it may be that maybe I would like Korra significantly better with this rewrite. Um, like, decide poten- where it's going. Potentially, like, super high. Um, so, in a way that Avatar never lends itself to, because Avatar's more of an epic adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, Korra was kind of stuck between action, adventure, A little bit of a love story mystery. Mm -hmm. Like you could have leaned into, in in the way that Harry Potter is actually Sherlock Holmes with wizards. Like every single book is a mystery story Mm -hmm. of putting pieces of the puzzle together. And all of the pieces are like laid out throughout the story Mm -hmm. for the reader. So the reader can kind of follow along and it's really um, satisfying in the revelation you could have had it in a way where like early on, she's just getting visions of like this guy's face and she's trying to track down who is this guy Mm -hmm. because it's the spirit world disconnect. Yeah. Like she's just seen the like Tarlock's dad's face basically, Uh you know, in the courtroom, you know, like, and you could have built in that mystery of her looking for this person, Mm -hmm. trying to find this person Trying to answer the question, you know, like yeah. made it much more Harry Potter like mm-hmm. in her searching for the mystery. But there really wasn't a search yeah. for mystery, you know, mm-hmm. there really wasn't a search for looking for answers. And again, part of that is the limitations of 10 episodes. I don't think I'm a, a big fan of the shorter season. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, unless they were hour-long episodes you know like, yeah i feel like that's the way you, you can do a shorter season nowadays yeah it came out before that that was the case but yeah but nowadays it would be 10 one hour episodes
0: yeah you definitely feel the constraints of that shorter season and and also like we talked about missing like the secret tunnel high guy the the mm-hmm. stoned hippie um and you just like really don't have time for those sort of fun little like side quests Mm
1: -hmm. that that, like and that's part of what makes avatar so good is those side quests all start from a writing perspective of like we need to accomplish this one thing Mm -hmm. character wise and so let's like the um the one where they go into like the swamp Mm -hmm. like they're they're in there to to accomplish a like one thing character wise and to set up top like Mm -hmm. it's a very they're like they're the storytelling is very unconstrained in a way that's enjoyable but like the goal of that episode is a very pinpointed Mm -hmm. goal yeah where in the truncated season of half hour episodes they really have to work very diligently to cram a lot into the episodes Mm -hmm. uh quickly without a lot of like nuance and
0: yeah just gotta keep moving Mm -hmm. pushing out those plot points all right well i think that brings us to the end of your likes and dislikes did you have anything else to add
1: i think that was it that's all of the the things that i had you write down in the moment
0: yep well, thank you for joining us on our first quarantine episode, uh, Book One Air. We will be back. We'll see if Book Two Spirits this can satisfy some of uh, Justin's thirst for mysticism.
1: It sounds like they also probably agreed at like the problems of the lack of mysticism in the show <laughs> just by the title of Book like, Two. We got to go all mysticism this next season. Yeah. So I look forward to it
0: it's kind of like how there wasn't enough water in book one water yeah
1: yeah exactly (laughs) so then
0: book two earth they went hard on the earth yep so we'll we'll get hard into spirits next time on my spouse made me watch it remember to subscribe if you like hearing this kind of uh, content and also um avatar is now on netflix so if you want to binge that up and then revisit our episodes with a fresh in your mind, check it out.
1: Yes, thank you for joining us and good night.